let's let's um, look at tonight. I want us to learn from Jesus. You know, from some of the things that Jesus talked about uh, when it comes to the issue of money, finances. You know, let's look at Jesus's perspective. After all, he is the greatest teacher of all. Amen. So um, learning from him will really will, will, will really open up to us exactly what God's mind is, you know, as regards uh, money. Okay. We have seen uh, uh, yesterday and uh, the day before yesterday, I, I began to share with us from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, how that, you know, the way the system of this world works after since after the fall, it has been a, a system of ups and downs, highs and lows, bulls and bears, you know, a, a system of abundance and scarcity. Okay, yes, people don't like to hear those words. Uh, a, a season of uh, uh, inflation and deflation, you know, uh, a, 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 a season of system of demand and supply you know, and everything in between, you know. <laughs> so, so that, and he, he, we are told that we should not try to make it straight or we should not try to, 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 to change it in that sense. Praise the Lord. Let's look at it. Let's, let's look at it. Ecclesiastes chapter uh, seven. So Ecclesiastes chapter seven, let's go back there, chapter seven, and we read verse 14. Let me read verse 14 for us. It says a new living transition says, enjoy prosperity while you can, but when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. That's, that's in quotes, okay? Remember that nothing is certain in this life. <laughs> said, uh, said, when it comes to the economic scene, there is nothing that is certain in that sense. I mean, look at Job. Job lost everything that he had in a season, in a few days. He lost everything. He went from being the richest to the poorest in that sense. A man full of sores, attacked by the devil. You know? So the guy was confused until the Lord began to open his eyes. Hallelujah. So we, we, we want to see what, you know, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the explanation of God. He's the express image of the invisible God. So what God's mind is as regards money, right, is what Jesus would tell us. Jesus would tell us both by what he said and what he did not say. Praise God. Hallelujah. So starting from Jesus, the first thing I want us to notice here is that he said, is that Jesus taught that wealth creation, the gaining of money, and wealth 
and riches is by human endeavor. It's by human endeavors. Thank you. Let, 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 let. It's, listen, it's, it's strictly, and when I say strictly, I mean strictly by human endeavors. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I was in a meeting where someone came, uh, a prophet was ministering and then the preacher was ministering, says the prophet, you know, and, and if you say a prophet, I called the lady and told the lady, oh, in so, so, so time, oh, you are going to, you are going to own a mall. You are going to own, you are going to, about a hundred thousand dollars is going to come into your hands. And, da, 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 and all that and all that, <laughs> you know, so after the, 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 the lady, you know, had been, you know, prophesied for her, prayed for her and all that, you know, and I began to engage. I said, what do you do? Said, well, she sells clothes somewhere in that part, part of town, you know, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I began to ask her questions about the, what's her business like? How is her business doing? What are her plans? What's her business plan? And all that. Do you know that this lady couldn't answer me? And I just thought to myself, oh, my word. Oh, <laughs> this is not a... Uh, this is not, this one comment not by prophecy. I owe in six months time. Who, this is a lady whose business was not up to, was not even up to a million naira. You know, and she had no plans. She had no, she, she, she had no, nothing. Just, oh, in six, in six months time, she'll come into, into, into $100,000, buy a mall, blah, 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 blah. I just know I said, you know, <laughs> I don't like that. No, 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 no. It doesn't work this way. Praise God. This one comment not by prayer. Hallelujah. Well, someone says uh, she didn't even have any. She didn't even have any. No plan. Her, her plans for her business were just you know just no nothing. Hallelujah. So if you go and tell someone who. Who is a wealthy person financially and telling that, oh wow, how did you get this money? And the person, you say, wow, I can, you know, you you just key, you just make sure that you know you pray a lot. The person will just laugh at you. <laughs> because wealth creation is by human endeavors. Is by human endeavors. Hallelujah. Because wealth is generated from the resources that are on the earth, not resources in heaven. Praise the Lord. They are generated by the resources on the earth. You want to move up financially? This is a great lesson for you and I to learn. It is by human endeavors. Jesus never taught us how to make money. Jesus never taught us how to make wealth. He never taught us. In fact, every story, parable, 
or stories that are related to wealth, to riches, Jesus never mentioned God in it. Go look at it. Praise God. Wealth comes by enterprise. Wealth can also come by manipulations. Wealth can also come through uh, 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 taking advantage of people unduly. You know, who are some of the wealthiest people in our nation today? They are politicians who have their access directly or indirectly, you know, to the national parks. You know, wealth is, you know, how much wealth a person is able to acquire is also dependent on his environment. You find that it's easier to make wealth in some countries than in some others. And these are all, these are, they were not set by God, they were set by humans. Hallelujah. Wealth is created by proper human resource management, the management of the resources on the earth. Oh, someone says, oh, but Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 says, ah, you will remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to get wealth. We will get there. Just watch it. We'll get there. We'll get to explain what that scripture means. Is that really what it means? What we have thought it means, is that really what it means? We'll get to look at it. Praise God. People can get wealth by inheritance. You know, you know, there are some families when you are born into them, I mean, the person automatically becomes a multimillionaire right from the day one. The child of Prince, I mean, the child of when uh, Prince, uh, what's his name now? Uh, is it Harry or one of those guys when that gave birth to one guy, one one young boy a few years ago that the whole world was, uh, you know, that, but is, I forgot what's his name, is it George now? What, what's his name? You know, he, that boy was born into wealth. <laughs> automatically became a multi-millionaire right from day one. You know, so how, so when you now start talking to that one that said, well, you know, if you want to be wealthy in the world, you know, you, you want to be, you have to be doing some spiritual things. You'll be like, hey, what spiritual thing did I do to become wealthy? <laughs> I did nothing. I got it by inheritance. Praise the Lord. Amen. And wealth creation is also dependent on what you do. You know, there are some scriptures that are very, in the, especially in the book of Proverbs, they are not doctrines. They are just, they are, they are normal things that you know. For example, you know, when the Bible says that the hand of the diligent shall bear rule, you know that that is not always true. You, 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 you know, also know that the, 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 the when it said the soul of the diligent, uh, you know, shall be made fat. You know, that is not always true. There are people who are lazy, but they are feeding fat on other people's, people, people's sweat. You know, because I don't say that a man who is diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and non-mere men. Not all diligent people stand before kings and non-mere men. You know, so they are not absolute, absolute doctrinal, doctrinal truths. Because if you, you can be diligent doing the wrong thing, you can be diligent doing what will never take you beyond the, for example, I mean, you can be a very diligent worker in, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, sweet sensation. 
You can be a very, very diligent worker in sweet sensation and never rise beyond being a waiter or beyond being a supervisor at the, at the sweet sensation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, yes, diligence is important. There's a place for diligence, and we are going to look at it in the course of this book. But, you see, I'm trying to tell you that wealth creation is a, by, a strictly by human endeavor. For example, you can be very, very you know, you can you can you 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 can be very spiritual and yet be very poor when your mindset, because wealth creation is about mindset. Firstly, about mindset. I wish that above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So, if the if the person does not have a soul prosperity, which comes through acquisition of knowledge and all that, we are going to get into all that. You know, the person can't be wealthy. If the person has not mastered money, how to create wealth with, with his finances, the person cannot, no matter how spiritual the person is, no matter how much the tongue talking the person is, the person needs to take care of that area. If he doesn't know, he can't be wealthy. Because wealth is created by human endeavors. Praise God. Haven't you noticed all those people that say, oh, miracle money, miracle, those preachers, they are, you know, those preachers who, who, just, who just lie and, and, and say, oh, God, uh, miracle money, oh, check your accounts, you know, miracle money, how, how, much, how much is that miracle now he gets $100 and he starts to shout. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the wilderness for 40 years. And as they go to the brink of Canaan, the Bible says that the, the manna ceased. So which means that we cannot be sustained financially by miracles. The Bible says it ceased because as we were about to enter, enter the land that the natural cause of his, of events was not going to start taking place. Please. Amen. Hallelujah. So wealth is, is created by human endeavors. Oh, does it mean that there are no miracles? Oh, we can have miracles. But do you know that a person has miracles does not mean that he can sustain wealth. After all, the Bible says that Jesus said, he said, don't take no thought for anything. He said, consider the, the, the birds of the air. He said, neither so, neither the very. In order that they don't engage in economic activities that will that will uh, 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 bring wealth to them. So they do, <laughs> your heavenly father feeds them. That's the level. What's, what are they about? Let's, their level is survival. Their level is, let me just have daily bread to eat for animals. They are not creating any wealth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so wealth creation, let's get this, get this wealth. Jesus never taught us how to, how to make money. Jesus only taught us how to use money after we have made it. In his sermons about money, he majored on what to do after acquiring it. Praise God. Now, where Jesus mentioned how to make money, right, he did... Um, uh, where Jesus mentioned making money, he, I mean, he, or how to make money, it was it was 
what he said was common knowledge. A sower went to sow the seed. That's a common knowledge. And then his seed reaped a hundred fold. That's a common knowledge. That is not revelation knowledge. Praise God. It's a practice that has always been right from before Jesus Christ came. So Jesus did not give any, 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 there's one, one spiritual revelation I need to have for you to get. No. Because it is human endeavor, for example. I mean, did God create any, any, any profession? No, God did not. It was as man developed, man began to do what? To have a different, uh, 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 what do you call it now? Professions. Praise God. But if you read through the book of Genesis, you see the first person who was a, who was a hunter, the first person who was into uh, woodworker, the first person who was into iron, uh, iron smelting and the making of things from, from iron, from metals and things like that. You see that. They were, it was as men developed, they saw needs and then they began to develop various professions. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Various, they began to develop various professions. And what were the purposes of those professions? It was to better manage the resources that we have on the earth. To better manage the resources that we have on the earth. The earth he has given to the sons of men. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why professions evolve. Professions evolve. Someone say, oh, you know, the Lord, it was the Lord that spoke to me that I should be a doctor. No, you don't need to. The Lord doesn't need to speak to you. See, it's about what's your area of interest? What are the things that you like? What are the things that, you know, <laughs> well, what's, what's, what are the things that you are, you are tilted towards? What are, your, what are your natural abilities? Those are the things that you consider. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because I mean, you said, oh, the Lord led you to be, a, to be a doctor. You know, how about the unbeliever? Who is the doctor? Who is even a better doctor than you? Praise God. So these are human say, wealth creation. Making of money is it's purely a human endeavor. In the first place, money is, is, is man's creation. Man, money is a means of exchange. Praise God. And it was man that created it. Money did not come from heaven. When God created man, there was no mention of money. Praise the Lord. So we have got to get this. It's very, very important. Jesus never at any time. In fact, there was some time, you know, somebody came to meet him and said, hey, master, uh, I want you to intervene in this. Uh, my, 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 I want you to, help me to uh, uh, intervene in this. My brother wants to cheat me of my inheritance. You know? And Jesus answered, he said, come, who, who, who made me a judge or a divider over inheritance? That's not my job. That's not my job. And then he now turned to the disciples. You know what he now said? He said, hey, guys, beware of covetousness. For a man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things that he possesses. <laughs> what did we say? What are you saying? Hallelujah. So Jesus focused on how to use money after acquiring it. He said, beware of covetousness. Hallelujah. 
So Jesus never dealt, you know, he never dealt with people by teaching them how to make money. Glory to God. He only taught us what to do with it afterwards. All this we are going to have time to, to learn afterwards. Now, let, let, uh, in the course of this, this look at, praise God. You know, someone says, oh, no, no, no. You know what Jesus Christ said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. Running over, shall men give unto you and all that. <laughs> look at, there were rich people, right, that were not givers. Remember, Jesus told the story of the rich fool, right? In Luke's gospel, the rich fool. He, rich, he called him a rich fool. So even though he was a fool, but he was also rich. And you know the way he described it, he said, oh, the guy said, oh, wow. After he, after he made a kill that year, you know, he said, wow, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to break down my my." My, what do you call it? My bands, my storehouses, you know, and, and then I'm going to go on a one year holiday. I'm just going to relax and all that because, oh, so have your fear, you know. And the Bible says that the Lord said, oh, he said, uh, Jesus said, that, oh, your soul tonight, your soul will be required of you. And after you are gone, who is going to have all these things? This is going to be distributed to other people. You know, he says, so it's see that is rich in this world, but is not rich towards God. So which that richness, richness towards God, right, is, uh, is not acquisition of, we of wealth. Richness towards God is given to other people. Because Jesus Christ said, that, come, listen, that you don't want to, you don't want to, you want to get all you can and can all you get. Say, no, it doesn't work that way. You are not rich towards God when you are not giving. So what, is being, what does it mean to be rich towards God? It means to be a giver. Praise the Lord. Not that, you know, okay, the giving is what is going to make you to be richer. No, this guy was already rich. Praise the Lord. But the Bible calls him a rich fool. Remember the story of that rich wrong ruler. Also, in, uh, I think Luke chapter Luke chapter 16 or 17. Now, you know, the rich young ruler that came to meet Jesus. Jesus said, he said, oh, he asked Jesus, what would I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, oh, he said, fulfill all the commandments. He said, I, I fulfilled all the commandments right from the time I was young. And that's why Jesus Christ had compassion on him. He looked at him, had compassion on him and told him, okay, go and sell everything that you have given to the poor. And the guy said, what? No way. That was why he went sorrowful. And Jesus said, oh, look at it. He said, it will be difficult. It will, it will be difficult. How difficult it will be in Mark's account. Mark said, said, Jesus said, that how difficult it will be for those who trust in riches. Now, was the guy rich? Yes. But was the guy a giver? No. But was he rich? Yes. Was he a stingy man? Yes. Jesus was trying to prove to him that come where his trust was, was in his possession. Praise the Lord. So you see, remember the story of, of, of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was a rich man on his day. And when, when he encountered Jesus, he now said to Jesus, oh, Jesus, you know what? Oh, I'm going to bestow. Someone said he was doing restitution. No, <laughs> he has not an encounter with It was no restitution. He said, oh, my goods, I'm, I'm going to go give it. He was already a rich man. That was not what made him rich. 
He was a what? The Bible referred to him, you know, told us what his profession was. He said he was a task collector, a custom officer, you know, or whatever. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you see that these people that Jesus encountered, you know, and, and talked about her, even in his parables, they were already richer using, and the Bible never mentioned what exactly they did, most of them, except a few of them. The rich young ruler, the Bible never told us how he made his money. Praise God. Remember another story again. <laughs> another story again. You know, the, 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 the widow, that widow, that young Luke's gospel chapter 21, verse 1 and 2. Bible says that Jesus went to the temple and then he was looking, you know, at how people were giving offerings and things like that. And Jesus said, He said, then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. He called him a poor widow. Was she a giver? Yes. But look at Jesus' comment. I tell you the truth. Jesus said, This poor woman has given more than all of them. So you can be poor and still be a giver. But you can be a giver and still be poor. For the woman to come and give all that she had, obviously that was her attitude. She had a hard attitude about giving. But yes, was she poor? Hallelujah. Someone said, oh, oh, give, give us never lack. Give us never lack. Give us never lack. This woman was a poor woman. Yes, she was a giver. And Jesus, Jesus, what did Jesus say? I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all of the rest of them. Why? For they had given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. So Jesus was comparing their give, her giving with the giving of the rich guys. So in other words, how, how did he compare? He said, why did he say the woman gave more? He said the woman gave the percentage, the proportional of Compared to what she had, she gave more. Jesus said she gave everything she had, and she gave 100%. So the other guys, they may have, let's say they had $100,000 and they brought $10. You know, they haven't given much compared to the woman. But yet the woman was poor. Yet those other guys were rich. They had gathered money. How did they gather money? Through their own, through their true human endeavor. So which means that those guys were not dependent on, the, on their giving to be rich. Hallelujah. Now someone is saying, ah, Pastor, oh, well, I'm not going to be giving offering again. I'm not going to be giving that. That tells, you, that tells me the character of your Christianity. <laughs> We're going to explain all that later. Praise God. So what have we said? We have seen from all these various examples. Glory to God that it was human endeavor. Even the scripture that we look at, Isaiah chapter, sorry, not Isaiah, uh, 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 Genesis. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. And Isaac sold in that land and reaped a hundredfold return. That we have, the Bible never said that that seed was, was, was money that he gave to God. No, it, it was, his, he engaged in his, his agricultural work. And after he reaped a hundredfold return. Right? He invested his ROI, return on investments was 100%. Hallelujah. Of course, there was a God factor, which we are going to look at, praise God, which that gave him direction and he followed God's direction. And then, but in following God's direction, he still 
involves himself, engaged himself in human endeavor. So uh, he became materially wealthy. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but you know, you know, and he reaped a hundredfold return. And you think that Isaac was, he didn't have problems. If you read just down, down the line, if you if you verses down the line, you see, you see that they began to strive with him. Isaac made losses also. Why? Because they are bulls and they are bears. He made losses. He, he, he built two wells. And the Bible said they struck with him. The Philistines struck with him and they took it away from him. That, what was that? That was a loss. It affected his business. Or else he would have just stayed there. Praise God. So we've got to understand this, that when it comes to finances, it is not, let's not be so too spiritual about it. Let's begin to look at, change our mindsets. Hallelujah. Because it is strictly by human endeavor. Esau, the Bible calls Esau a profane man. <laughs> but you know that Esau became so wealthy. Look at this. Genesis chapter 33. Genesis chapter Israel, Israel became so wealthy, Jacob was afraid of him. Look at, look at, look at Genesis chapter 33, verse 8. Genesis 33. I'm showing us all these scriptures so that we'll be able to we'll be convinced from the word. The Bible says that in verse 8, it says, And what were all the flocks? This was when Esau, Jacob wanted to meet Esau, right? He was afraid so. He had sent, you know, he was afraid that ah, he still remembered how he cheated him, you know, and all that. And that, oh, that, that Esau, you know, and remember, Esau had vowed that he was going to deal with Jacob anytime he saw him after that incident, you know. So, but this was now years after, years after. So, Jacob now sent emissaries with a lot of, uh, you know, gifts, you know, so, so maybe that will use, use it to, you know, to cool the guy down and change his mind. But look at what Esau said after he met Jacob in verse 8. He said, and what were all the flocks and herds I met as I came? Esau asked. Jacob replied, they are a gift, my Lord. He didn't say my brother. He said my Lord <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> he was still afraid. He said, my Lord, to ensure your friendship. To ensure your friendship. Oh, this Something to learn from there. Praise God. Jesus talks that. He said, my brother, he now said, look at what he said. My brother, I have plenty. How does this, the Bible describe, the New Testament describe Esau? He said, Esau was a profane man. Yet, he said, I have plenty. Esau answered, keep what you have to yourself. <laughs> keep what you have to yourself. Look at chapter 36. The Bible now describes Esau in verse 8. He said, he said, so Esau, also known as Edom, settled in the hill. Oh, no, no, no. Let's read verse 6. Esau took his wife and his children and his entire household along with his livestock and cattle. All the wealth he had acquired in the land of Canaan and moved away from his brother Jacob there was not enough land to support them both because of all the livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as Adam, settled in the hill country of Seir. Did you see that? So 
Prince, although profane, right? He was he, he became very wealthy by the acquisition he acquired. He labored. He walked. He 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 obeyed the laws of wealth. Praise God. He learned. Remember, how did Esau start? The Bible said that uh, Jacob was a shepherd, keeper of sheep. But Esau was, Esau was what? A hunter. Did he stay with hunting? No. He went beyond hunting. He said, oh boy, this hunting thing, don't go pay me. <laughs> because in hunting, you have to, you, you can only kill one animal at a time. So he got to a time, he too now had livestock. He had all kinds of possessions. So which means that he, he stopped being a hunter after a while. He borrowed himself bread. <laughs> like we'll say in, in Nigerian palace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so what have we said? Look at Solomon. Let me give you that's another example. Solomon, how did Solomon become wealthy? Say, oh, God, God said, I'm going to bless you with a lot of money. I'm going to bless you with riches, you know, because you have asked for wisdom. Now, question, how did Solomon acquire his wealth? How Solomon acquired his wealth by taxing. He placed a lot of tax burdens. That was the reason why after his death, when the hope won, I think that's the name of his son, right? Yeah. When the hope won, his son was going to take over. You know, he went to meet the elders. You know, how do you think I should rule you guys? Those guys said, your father was ruled up with iron handle with a lot of, he placed a lot of tax burdens on us. So, but you, you know what? Make it lighter, reduce it. Your people will follow you. <laughs> he went to meet his friends. His friends said, hey, you want to be poor. Are you not supposed to be going forward more than your father? You want to retrogress? They told him, no, in fact, increase the taxes. Increase the taxes. So uh, uh, Solomon, Solomon was very poor. I mean, he was very rich. It was the taxes of, he taxed people. So he uh, just used wisdom to tax people. Increased VAT. He put, he put VAT on the VAT. <laughs> and all that, you know, praise the Lord. The Bible says he was, I mean, those nations that he was, that, that he was conquering, I mean, he didn't fight, he didn't even fight any war. Those nations that were submitting to him, he was taxing them. That was how Solomon became rich. Human endeavor. Human endeavor. So what does that tell us? That means that when it comes to finances, we have got to learn to follow the money. We have got to learn to, to, to be wise. That's why the Bible says that wisdom paired with money is a defense. You know, we saw that on, we saw that on Monday. Wisdom. So that's why you and I need to begin to acquire, acquire, acquire knowledge. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Where then is the is Deuteronomy 8 verse 18? What's the explanation of Deuteronomy 8 verse 18? Because we quote that scripture a lot. Praise God. We say, well, you know, the Lord says that, uh, you know, that uh, 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 I am the Lord that, that uh, what does he put it down? You know, he said, oh, remember the Lord. He's the one who gives you power, you know, to get wealth. 
Now, the word wealth, let's look at it very well. From the, from the, from the, uh, uh, what does the word wealth mean? Praise God. Glory to God. Let me quickly open to my uh, King James Version. Praise the Lord. The word wealth in that scripture, uh, 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 in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, what does it mean? Is the word, you know, is the word wealth is the word chayil, okay? In the Hebrew, it means strength. It means might. <laughs> it means efficiency. You know, you know, it, it's used, it can, in fact, it's, it's used, it can be used in some other scriptures, it is used for an army, right? It is used in war, where the army is self-sufficient, requiring no aid. So, wealth here is talking about being self-sufficient or requiring no aid. But you see, we have got to read it within the context. Let's read from verse 1. He said, let's read from verse 1. He said, be careful. Let's read verse 6. He said, so obey the commandment of the Lord your God. Oh, no, no, no. Let's because of our time, let's go to verse 11. Verse 11. Let's read from verse 11. Let me read it from the King James Version. He says, beware that you forget not the Lord your God. Remember this was, he was speaking to the children of Israel who had left, who had just been delivered, right? Who had been delivered from, uh, from Egypt. They had left Egypt. Praise God. He said, beware that you forget not the Lord your God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command you this day. So, lest thou hast eaten and are full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold multiplied and all that, then your heart will be lifted up to forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Okay? from the house of bondage, who led you through the great terrible wilderness, where there were fairy serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers knew not, that he might humble you, that he may prove to you to do the good at the latter end, that to say in your heart, that my power and my mind, my hand, has brought me this wealth. What wealth? What was he saying? What was he referring to? He was referring to the things that the Lord, how the Lord sustained them in the midst throughout their time in the wilderness, in the midst of scarcity where there was nothing. Where there was no water, he brought water out. Where there was no food, he caused food to come. Where there was no protein, he caused the ravens to come. The quills, rather, to come. He fed them, took care of them to prove to them that he's the one that, that is their Jehovah Jireh, their El Shaddai, their, the one that's, that, is, that is enough for them to take care of them, no matter how difficult the challenges were. That was their wealth. That was what he was referring to. Hallelujah. He said so that he will be able to, so that, that he might fulfill the covenant that he had with their fathers. 
with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was the covenant that they had with them, that he was going to take them to a land and, you know, give them, make them a people and all that. That was what he was referring to. Hallelujah. So what covenant is he referring to to us now? I mean, we, it's not, this is not for us. Hallelujah. Because when <laughs> this was, these people that were delivered from the bondage of Egypt. So he's saying that, come, okay, by the time you get into that land, you know, you are, and you are, and you are, you are, you are successful. You are, you are, don't forget the Lord your God, how the Lord your God made you, you know, gave you the power to be able to, to sustain you. He sustained you. So that's what he was talking about. So it doesn't mean that it, it didn't mean that when they got into the into Canaan, they didn't have to work. No, they worked, they labored, they were they were an agrarian society, so they, they labored and professions began to develop. Praise the Lord. Or else look at if it was if it was if this was referring to, to, to the wealth that they would generate in Canaan, there would have been no poor people in Canaan. Yet there were poor people there. Praise God, because even to God now gave them laws. Moses now gave them laws, right, to, to, try, to try to even the distribution of wealth. Hallelujah. And that is what Deuteronomy, uh, for example, Deuteronomy chapter, uh, uh, chapter 15. Let's run to Deuteronomy 15. That was what Deuteronomy 15 was trying to say when he said in verse 6, he said, the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. You will lend to nations to many but you will not borrow. You will rule nations. They will not rule over you. So some people now say that, you see, it is unscriptural for a Christian to borrow money. No, that was not what he was talking about. Hallelujah. He was, if you read, if you read, if you read from verse one, you will see it. Let's read from verse one. Praise the Lord. Let's read from verse one. He said, at the end of uh, at the end of every seventh year, you know, you shall make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor that lended ought not ought unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor, of his brother, because of because it is called the law's release. He was talking about their jubilee, where you know, people who he said, look at verse 4. Uh, he said, of verse 3 of, his, of a foreigner, you may exact it again, but that which is thine with your brother, thine, thy hand shall relieve, save when there shall be no poor among you. Do you, do you understand? For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord your God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess. So only if you are carefully listen to him and all that, you know, the Lord will bless you. So he was, what was he talking about? He was talking about you know, a timer every seventh year. Anybody that borrowed you money that you borrowed that you borrowed money from, okay, said mm, release to that person so that there will be even distribution. Hallelujah! This word borrow here is used is the word is an Asian word that is used for releasing. You lend it. He said, lend it, the, you lend it, then release it. He was talking about releasing. You see it in Exodus chapter 12, I think. Exodus chapter 12, Exodus 12. Yes, 
In Exodus chapter 12, remember when the children of Israel were going to leave, right? Egypt. The Bible tells us that they went to the Egyptians and borrowed. They borrowed from the Egyptians and thereby spoiling the Egyptians. Borrowed them means that they didn't go and meet those people that, oh, eh, I'm leaving this country now. Please, I want you to borrow me money as in the way we use borrow now. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. They, they, those people willingly just released to them. You guys go, 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 go. They spoiled or plundered Egypt. Praise God. So it is not, the Bible is not saying that ah, you shouldn't borrow. No, 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 no. Borrowing is a human system. The credit system is a human system. Praise God. It's a human system. It's part of how money works, which if you know it, it can be to your advantage. If you don't know it, it can be to your economic downfall. Glory to God. Amen. So, what have we learned today so far? Get this and get this right. Get this and get this well. God says, well, I'm waiting on the Lord. 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 I'm waiting. And the person is doing nothing. Wealth is not a function. It's a function of human endeavor. Look at chapter five. Look at the apostles. They toyed all night long, right? They caught nothing. Why? Because they are bulls and they are bears. And Jesus Christ said, and Jesus said, okay, give them a miracle. But you know what? They still had to obey Jesus. Nevertheless, at that word, we are going to let down the neck. They had to still engage in the, in the human endeavor to be able to get that miracle. So you don't just sit down in your house, pray. You don't just, you know, that's why I, 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 don't, I can't, you can't see me. I will not, I will not organize the uh, office, uh, well, uh, office letters, uh, office prayer. Because that time that you are praying is your, is, is time for you, for, for you to be working. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, so let's learn. So let's learn to follow the money. Praise God. Praise God. What do I mean? Let's learn how money works. So this month we are learning and beyond. We are learning how money works. Incidentally, I was checking Sister Doña Kenya days. Uh, 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 I stumbled on it, you know. Uh, Sister Doña Kenya days uh, uh, Instagram page, you know. I just stumbled on it today. And she's doing a, she's organizing a, um, uh, a seminar is even a free seminar on Monday, next week, Monday, May 8th, you know, on how to save money like a pro. Did Jesus teach that one? Jesus didn't teach it because it was, he said, hey, you know, that is not my business. I am not to be a judge over you when it comes to possessions, earthly possessions. But is it necessary? Yes. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 tells us that, that wisdom paired with money will make, will, is a great defense. Hallelujah. So, I mean, things like that, you want to learn how to save. I got curious, you know, if I had sent her a message that, please, I want to, I want to, uh, uh, I want to uh, be a part of this seminar, free seminar, one hour, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what one can learn from it? What are we doing? We are learning to follow the money. Praise God. How many books on finances do you 
in your field, in your area of endeavor, what are you doing? Do, how much do you know about it? Are you still stuck in the past? Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10 says that it is not wise. It said, wise people don't, don't ask the question. They, they don't ask such questions. Oh, where are the days of old? The days of old are better than now. No, he said, wise people don't ask such questions. Glory to God. So you want to gain financial momentum, right? It is about learning where you are, following the money. Praise God. So, so like next week, Wednesday, Upper Wednesday, when Brother Makonji will be sharing with us on the 14th of May, you know, we are going to be teaching us the practical side. Praise God. They can't teach us everything. Glory to God. But they're going to teach us by the Spirit of God. God is going to inspire them to, to teach us. Glory to God. Amen. So I said, well, you know, there are some people who don't, who don't give tithes in church because they feel that, you know, the money is not enough in the first place. Then for you to be able to get financial momentum, right? And I'm going to end with this. If you are a tither, financial momentum is about learning how to make use of the remaining 90%. Yes. It's about learning how to manage. Remember, wealth is about the management of, of human resources. By human resources, I'm not just talking about people alone, right? By the resources on the earth, yes. By the resources on the earth. Um, that's what I mean. You know, it is the management of the resources of the earth. So you can be a giver and still be poor. If you do not learn how to manage the 90%. So our challenge is not the 10%, because since you have not even been paying the giving the 10%, right? Have you felt any better? You haven't felt better. <laughs> you have, that's the truth. You haven't, you haven't increased astronomically in wealth. So the challenge is not the 10%. I'm going to talk about that more on Sunday. Hallelujah. It's not the 10 It's about what do we do with the 90%? And the process, some of us, we we mismanage, a lot of us mismanage the 90%. Because you see, God never leaves us with nothing. He never does. He never does. He never leaves us with nothing. He said, he's the one that, Paul said, he gives bread to the eater and he gives seed to the sower. He gives bread to the eater and he gives seed to the soul. I was listening to a man of God who said something that really blessed me. He said, have we noticed that the seeds that bring the fruits that we eat, natural fruit, right? Most of those seeds, right, are not fit for consumption. <laughs> so most of those, those seeds are not fit for consumption. 
if those seeds were fit for consumption, man would have eaten both the fruit and the seed. Why did God make them that way? So that you will, because, so that, because the, purpose, the purpose of the seed is to produce fruit, not to be eaten. The purpose of, of the seed is to produce. That's why the way God created the chemical composition of that thing, right? You know, those seeds are never usually not sweet. You know, many of them are not edible. Praise God. Not all of them, but, but many of them are not. So what do you do? Why? Because they are meant to be planted to be able to give you a harvest of fruits so that there will be continuous human existence and wealth creation. So, so your 90%, in your 90% of your income, whatever you earn per time, per time, whether it is whether you are earning 10,000 naira or you are earning a million dollars, right? The seed is in that 90%. Listen, the seed is not that 10%. No, 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 no. That 10% is not a seed to generate more money. No, no, we are going to get that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on Sunday. The, 90, the seed is in that 90%. Why? Because wealth creation is based on what is, is, is based on what we do as humans. It is a function of human endeavors. That's the reason why you don't have to be a Christian to be to be rich, to be wealthy. Hallelujah. That's why. Look at what Jesus said in closing. In Luke's gospel, chapter, Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, verse, uh, the story of that steel world. We close with that story. Praise God. That, that's, that's manager, that steward that, that mismanaged his, his uh, employer's uh, 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 resources. Jesus told this story to his disciples. Who did he tell it to? To his disciples. He told it to who? His disciples. Praise God. So are you a disciple of Jesus? He had this story. Jesus said, he told the story of that guy. And then, uh, you know, he, he said the employer called him. He said, oh, report, get your report in order because I'm going to fire you. The manager now talks to himself. Now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches. I can't go and do liberal work. I am too proud to beg. I mean, I can't bring down my life, my, my lifestyle. You know, ah, I know how to ensure that I will have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I am fired. <laughs> so this guy, he understood the, the place of relationships. I was talking, interestingly, I'm sure one. Well, the president is, is amongst us. Yeah, I was talking with that person during the during the week, and the person was trying to tell me that Paul, Pastor Paul, you've got to open up. You know, you've got to get more relationships and things like that. You know, <laughs> and it's the truth. He said, he said, I have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. So he invited. You know, you know what he did. Said, Oh, how much do you owe my boss? Oh, you you are owing him hundred. Okay, write eighty there. Oh, how much are you owing him? Are you owing him 800? Okay, right, right, uh, 400. You know, he now said, 
He now said, verse 8, look at, the rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For being so shrewd. Jesus said the rich man commended this man. The, even though he was a dishonest man, but he was shrewd. So which means that when it comes to material wealth, you have got to be shrewd. You have got to be shrewd. Oh, man, many of us were not shrewd. Because we were not shrewd, that's the reason why we are where we are today financially. Hallelujah. We mistook Christianity, you know, I mean, being shrewd from being unchristianly. No. Hallelujah. He said, and it, no, no, look at what Jesus said. And it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the lights. <laughs> Look at what Jesus said. He said, the children of this world, talking about unbelievers, he said that they are more shrewd than the children of lights. In other words, the children of light are naive. Plain James. But when it comes to the matters of wealth in this world, don't be plain Jane. And then we have Beleface, easily trusting people. <laughs> Me that I'm talking to you, you know, you, those of you that know some of my story, you know, I, you know I've been victim. I've been a victim many times. But look at what the, Jesus, Jesus is teaching us. He said, he said, he said, here is the lesson, verse 9. Use your worldly resources. The story Jesus wants, the lesson Jesus wants us to learn from this guy was that he used his resources to benefit others and make friends. So it means that you cannot, you cannot grow, you cannot be sustained. You cannot acquire like God will want you to acquire and get wealth and be wealthy. It's God's will that you should prosper. Praise God and be wealthy. He said, what, one of it is that you have to use those, that, those your seed. Remember I told you that, it, where is your seed? Your seed is not the 10%. The seed is in the 90%. He said, you should use it to benefit others and make friends. Because, uh, listen, like they say, your net worth, right, is a function of your network. Your net worth is a function of what? Your net work. The larger your network and more influential your network is, I mean, praise God. There are some people, you know, where, where you are looking for 450,000 naira to all over the place, up and down, up and down, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, and believing God, and, you know, shouting hallelujah, and doing night vigil, and call, calling every, every, everybody, you know, the callable. Some people, I mean, just one call, just one call, $10 million have entered into their account. <laughs> just one phone call. Ah, network. Praise God. So Jesus said that you one of the lessons is that you have to learn this. How to use what you have. Praise God. Someone said, ah, no, me, I cannot be a, a, a member of because they are not Christians. Uh, of that business group, because not all of them are Christians. And who says who? Jesus Christ had friends. He has seen us as friends. The answer as friends. 
Because he was friend, he was called friend of sinners and publicans. Joseph of Arimathea was the one that went to, 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 uh, to get Jesus. He was influential. He went to get Jesus' uh, body. That the scriptures might be fulfilled. The Bible said Susan, the wife of Joseph, you know, the wife of the treasurer. You know, those guys, uh, some women, Luke chapter 8, influential women. Jesus Christ pallied them so that they will be able to serve. Praise God. Don't say, ah, no, I don't seek help from people. No, vain is the help of man. Jesus Christ sought for help. Jesus said, told the disciples, go and meet that man. Tell him that, please, I need his, his, uh, his coat. I want to write. <laughs> Was that not help? Jesus went to seek for help. He asked, okay, go to that well, You meet one man, you know, as you are going, just tell him that the Lord needs uh, his, uh, his chamber. He wants to come and do the Passover there. Jesus sought help. Praise God. No man is an island. Look at it. He said, he said, he said, here is the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your earthly possessions are gone, when the bears come, the day, you know, crisis come, the day challenges come. Remember Elon Musk. Elon Musk, after he bought uh, Twitter, he bought it for about 44 billion. You know, Twitter's price crashed because of some things that happened. You know, <laughs> he, he, he lost a lot of money. Things can happen. He said, he said, after you have, when your empty possessions, possessions are gone, then they will welcome you to, to an eternal home. That's not talking about heaven. He said they will welcome you to their fold and they will be able to give you ideas. They will be able to help you. They, they can help to sustain. They can give you ideas. They can give you money. They can give you connections. They can give you, you know, use your influence to help. Praise God. No human being is an island when it comes to wealth acquisition upon the earth. They say, ah, no, 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 no. I don't need anybody. Lest it be said that it is a, it is a man that made, that made uh, this guy rich. Who are those working for Abraham? Say, hey, that's not, is that not what Abraham said? Who are, work, who are those working for Abraham? Abraham had servants. He had, uh, he had workers. He had slaves. He had all this. Why are they not working for him? Was he the one doing everything? No. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wealth acquisition is purely human endeavor. Let's not over-spiritualize it. We'll balance it that when we next on Sunday, when we start to talk about the spiritual man, praise God. I trust this has blessed you. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for the things that we have said and the things that you have ministered to the hearts of your people. May we be established in this truth and all righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen.